Welcome to the Chemistry Factor Podcast, dedicated to help you consciously inspire your actions in business, no matter what circumstances you're facing, transforming your stress into empowering success. I'm Coach Barney, founder of the Chemistry Factor. For over 25 years, I've worked with hundreds of successful business leaders who have all experienced how poor working relationships and unexpected business setbacks cause the anxiety and stress that weakens your productivity, innovation, and leadership skills. You do not choose to be stressed. It is a reaction, not a decision, that drains your energy, making work hard and less fulfilling. Together, we will discover how to empower your attitude to achieve the greater success and satisfaction you've always wanted in your business, career, and life. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Chemistry Factor podcast. I hope you're enjoying the day. It is an honor to introduce to the show my friend Mark Piazza, who started his career in advertising over 20 years ago as the vice president of finance for Digitas. He was later recruited to join Mediacom, becoming the CFO of North America. He then progressed to become the CFO-COO for the Engine Group, a private equity-backed advertising and media organization. Mark is currently an SVP at the Four A's and co-leads the business intelligence and insight practice. He is responsible for consulting and advising the Four A's 600-plus agency membership regarding all matters involving finance, operations, legal, tax, production, project management, and talent. The 4A's mission is to empower agencies to thrive while upholding creativity and innovation that influences commerce and culture, advancing critical issues such as evolving agency models, talent retention, diversity and gender equality, and trust. We will be discussing some of these critical issues in today's conversation. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you, Barney. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, I don't know, you know, what we're going to talk about today because, you know, agencies and marketing world are in perfect shape right now. There's no stress or challenges facing the industry. Am I? You're <laughs> right. There's yeah, no stress at all. No stress at all. It's a layup. It's, it's a, layup. a layup. Exactly. Uh, how do you keep busy? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, well, you know, after saying what I just did, the marketing communications industry is reinventing itself at a tremendous pace to keep up with the technology innovations that are rapidly upgrading every day. Mark, how do you keep up with that? Well, you started off with a great question. Our agencies and our clients that we're servicing today is, are going through a massive change in the way that we interact with one another. And, uh, you know, the digital age was alive before. And now that the pandemic has happened, it's thriving more and more. Agencies have had to find ways to stay in touch with marketers to make sure that they were aligned on goals and priorities without being in the same room with one another. And this is through, you know, as we sit here on a virtual call, this relates to the virtual pitching process of pitching business, just being able to keep that pipeline fresh. And this past 
18 months, the Forays has partnered with agencies to help them through the virtual pitch process and, and how best to present and be a virtual person, right? How to connect with the clients. So from that standpoint, you know, the, the, the tools and the technology, whether it's Zoom or Google Meet or what have you, everyone has embraced it. And, and that's been a, a good step forward. And more and more clients are looking for immediate response, dashboards, automated reporting, and compliance and effectiveness. And especially in the media space, this is where the industry is, is focusing more and more. So it's, it's, a, it's an evolution and it's been exponentially driven forward because of the pandemic, I can say that. So listening to what you're saying, there's a lot of unknown at this point. People are still trying to reinvent it and it's human nature to wanna to make it better, not worse, okay? So, you know, how do they do that? How do they communicate in a different format and make the relationships stronger rather than, you know, weaker? Well, from a, from a communication standpoint, uh, we've had to not bump into people at the water cooler or, or uh, you know, in a conference room or what have you. We've had to force ourselves to be proactive in communications with, with the client community. So this is keeping in touch with your internal teams, right? The teams that report to us at the 4As or, or you as an agency leader to be able to continue to create and maintain a department culture or, or company culture by doing all the same things we did when we were in person. So- You, you said force. <laughs> that sounds hard, man. If, if we're forcing to do things, then it, it, it's to me, as you probably aware. I believe that the most important factor in business success is the strength of your relationships. And nobody wants a forced relationship. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's about how do we connect better? What is it that will allow us to actually listen with more open ears? And as you said, we're in such chaos from, from what it was two years ago that people actually want to learn how to make this system work better. What are the forays doing to help them do that? Well, the main thing as far as connecting with your marketer, your client, is to have common goals and objectives. I mean, this is really what is going to foster a long-term relationship. It's not so much the client gets what they want. You have to be able to have those difficult conversations to say to the client, I know what you're saying you want, but that's wrong. This is what you should want and why. So it's, it's being willing to have a trusting relationship with your clients where you are coming to the table, not as you're coming to the table as equals, right? You're both there to provide your level of input. And this goes for devising a marketing plan, a vision moving forward. It goes to negotiating a contract, whatever it might be. You want to enter the relationship, A, trusting each other and B, as equals, and, and we all might say at the end of the day, we're not equals with our clients, right? They have the upper hand, they hire and fire us, what have you, but you choose to work with a client. So it's very important to have that level of trust and respect and mutual appreciation. If you do have that, then you can focus on the common goals, the common objectives of what you're looking to achieve, what is the outcomes that the client is looking for, and let the agency work on delivering those outcomes. It has nothing to do with the inputs, but the outcomes of what you're looking to achieve together. And if you understand those two, 
you can work harmoniously towards those goals. Uh, now, harmonious sounds really good. The, the chemistry factor philosophy is that when you're honoring a value that's being honored by the person you're working with, life is much easier. When you're not, when you know, you're honoring different values and values, what are values? Everything from collaboration to honesty to you know, one of the four A's big things is trust. It's about trusting each other. And so one of the things I like to do when it comes to looking at values and how we connect with each other is thinking of story that inspires you. So and this could be a story about business. It could be a story about your personal life. I don't care. Give me a story where trust was everything. Well, another great question. There's a couple that are out there that come to mind. Give me uh, one. The one I, that really inspires you. I think the one that inspired me the most was working with a large client and we were working on putting together a multi-year contract and we had in excess of a hundred people that were servicing the account, big a client and big dollars, big commitments on both sides of the fence. And uh, we had the conversation with the client and we're also talking big dollars here. So there was a lot of focus on getting the fee structure correct, making sure that it was fair and balanced. And the thing that made it easier to do was that the, the client sat down and said, we completely understand that you're in business to make money. You're in business to be able to grow profits, et cetera. And we respect that. It is not our goal to restrain you and whittle you down. What that did was it took the pressure off the conversation and we were able to focus our discussions on the desired outcomes, right? And the fees would come later and we would discuss those and we would negotiate those. But we knew that that conversation was going to be easier because there was an appreciation for the marketers in business to grow their business, you're in business to grow your agency. And once you had that level of understanding and trust uh, and acknowledgement from the client, that was probably the best client relationship that I ever experienced. And that relationship was one that uh, went on for many, many years. So it was just this no reason, there was no reason to have fear or intimidation. It was all about trust, which you said before, right? And, yeah. and, and, and mutual appreciation for respecting the other person's agenda. And I think if you start from there, you, you can go many places together. That trust gave you what you originally talked about was equal footing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You want to be an equal partner at the table. And yes, we, we work for the client, but we also choose to work with the client. And if it's not mutually beneficial, then you choose not to work with the client. It, it's a two-way street. It needs to be a two-way street. And people forget that. And they always approach these discussions as being subservient and you should not. We'll, we'll talk about what people forget in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, right. You know, there, there, there are other things we're going to talk about today, but that's a great story. You know, when you really embrace that story, when, you know, you just think about it, how are you feeling? I'm looking for the smile because that's a, that's a story that both agency and marketer want to hear. They want to hear that it works. Absolutely. When I think of the emotions that I was personally going through at the time, yeah. there was a level of mutual respect and admiration for the other party. And when you have that in our personal relationships, as well as business, the relationship can go to new heights. And that's exactly what happened. I'm glad you added personal 
because I think personal and business are one and the same. Often we try to make them different, but they're really not. They're, they're our life. And when, it, when it's in both arenas, we're much more engaged with each other. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Vested interest on both sides. Mm-hmm. So with the extreme changes in business protocol since the pandemic, talent has become more virtual. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are some of the new challenges and added stresses an agency is facing as they adapt to the new virtual reality? Well, Barney, this is um, a new ball game for a lot of folks. And there's a serious shift in the talent pool of individuals that are out there working in the uh, marketing and advertising space. And let's face it, you know, for many, many years, this has been a, a difficult industry to work in. We, you know, the industry works long hours and we work for clients that are demanding, but the work is also very rewarding. But during this time of the pandemic, people working from home, people working from across the country, there has been so many issues from employment law to taxation law to <laughs> whose expenses get reimbursed for working uh, remotely to who's in the office, who's outside the office, you know, who's vaccinated, not vaccinated. You're making this, my head spin. <laughs> this, there's so there, much. There, there's so much. And there is so much uncertainty and Right now, we have a situation where there's a vaccination out there. The pandemic is hopefully getting more and more in control in each of the states throughout the union. And there's still intrepidation and fear and concern. And there are an uprising from the workforce to have more flexibility and the ability to uh, work remotely. And the thing that is a big concern right now is that there's a bit of a labor shortage, right? Mm-hmm. There's less people that are at work. And there's a fear on the part of marketers that the client relationships are going to be damaged from the fact that there's not in-person interaction. For the past 18 months, businesses have continued to operate, continued to be successful. Some of the agencies in 2020 had the best years ever in their history. 2021 is proving to be another banner year. Don't get me wrong. Some agencies had very difficult times as well, but it proved to the industry that we can be flexible in our work arrangements. We can work remotely. And now as we move more and more back to the office, not back to work, but to the office, there's a desire to be flexible. And when I sit back here, flexibility is key. And uh, there are some issues that are arising, and but flexibility is the main focus there on both sides. Yes. Well, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I'm listening to what you're saying, and there are going to be some agencies that don't want people to have flex hours. That's going to be part of it, and they're going to suffer from it from what, I, what I've been reading. I mean, right now, and it, it'll change over time, but right now, it's an employee market. Exactly. And, And if you're not flexible now, you're going to suffer a lot. Oh, it may come back to becoming, you know, a hiring market where we get to choose who we want. We're flush with personnel. But right now, if you're not flexible, you're going to suffer from it. The pendulum has shifted. I mean, clearly the pendulum has shifted. You know, this is an employer market prior to the pandemic. It's an employee market. The employees, in many cases, are calling the shots, but they're looking for flexibility. And 
what's happening in the marketplace is, is that there's this whole renewed discussion around value. We always talk about value with clients and what we deliver to the clients. Employees are taking uh, and feeling about their compensation and their work schedules in the same way. The feeling is, if I can provide value, same value, if not more, remotely, why not, right? Mm -hmm. So the agencies that are flexible, uh, I think, have lower uh, turnover and higher retention rates. Agencies that are not as flexible may may, uh, see some incremental turnover, uh, higher turnover. We've definitely seen that to date. But keep in mind, there's a mixed bag. There is a need to be in the office for certain teams and practices, and many other practices can work remotely 100% of the time. So it's it's not a one-size-fits-all for each organization. It's a cultural choice. It may be a departmental choice, an organizational choice. So it's, give, it's give me different. Give me a moment in your career where you felt disconnected as an employee. <laughs> you don't have to tell me where. You don't okay. have to, but give me a, where, where it was like you you were feeling like a lot of people who are not getting flex time are feeling now. Oh, gosh, you really throw me a curveball on this one. I think it came in regard to working with a a client relationship, and uh, we had a large negotiation going on. And there was clearly not a meeting of the minds between the client and me specifically. And they were very, very unhappy with the things that we as an agency were looking to achieve. We were not on the same page. Right. And how did that feel uh, for you? I mean, that, that was, sounds really stressful. It was fearful. I was new, you know, I was new in a role. I was, I was um, out in front of clients, uh, new clients for the first time. And when you get that feeling where you're new in a role and you're not on the same page as the client, it's like, you know, you're the last guy in, you could be the first guy out. So my biggest concern there, my fear was that if this doesn't go well, if we're not able to find common ground, I'm going to be out the door. You know, I got three kids to feed at the time and all this kind of stuff. So that was my biggest fear was, how can I get through this without getting pushed out the door? How many people at your level or below may have felt the way you were feeling in that particular instance throughout the agency world? It doesn't it doesn't sound unusual. No, not in our not in this business. It's a pressure cooker. We've got, as I said before earlier, this is a very demanding industry, right? This is, um, you know, the. I'm going to ask you to now, I'm going to interject. And I want you to go back to earlier in our conversation when you guys were copacetic. You were with a client that respected you. You respected them. You were both on the same page. Values were connecting. And bring that to the moment that you were feeling all the pressure in the world because of the oh, yeah. How would you may have reacted differently? How would it have been easier for you to have embraced that moment in place of allowing the circumstances to dictate who you are? Well, you know, in one situation, we were on the same page and another, we were not on the same page. And that that bridge to get from point A to point B to get on the same page, it took probably months, if not a year plus to get on that page. Yeah, I'm not talking about the results. Right. The results don't really, this is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is how you are walking through that journey when you're empowering relationship that inspires you. I mean, there's a lot of things out there. People call it gratitude. People call it, oh, there, there are always blessings. Even when I, I've worked in my business, in, in a business prior to this, where 
factories would be sending me stuff we can't accept. And oh my God, we're losing money and all of that stuff. And instead of, you know, saying, okay, we're, we're, we're getting rid of you. <laughs> we, we, we would sit down and say, Let, let's see how we can make this work better. And oh, yeah. eventually they would become our best, our best factories. Well, and, yeah. I, I mean, we had their back. The humility that had to be shared with and during that difficult time was to be honest, be truthful um, as far as what we were experiencing. We had to partner with the client on wanting to achieve their goals. And, you know, once you show that level of humility and that ability to be flexible, it then opened the conversation to a new pathway. And, and I can tell you that you have to have those difficult conversations at times. But once you're beyond that difficult conversation, the conversations get easier. I suggest you do that difficult conversation with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Absolutely. some of the best financial people that I've worked with in the agency world are the ones that come into the client services or, you know, into the creative room with questions. They, they don't want to hear, but they say, oh, look who's here. <laughs> Great guy. And I know a lot of people that have worked with you in the past have felt exactly that. Okay. And sometimes we forget it. Sometimes we forget it. We, we allow the circumstance to dictate who we are and we don't have to. When we remember who we want to be, no matter what the circumstance, the conversations become a lot easier. I think it's, I think it's, it's a very fair point and thank you for that. I think that you enter conversations and you, know, you might be entitled, an, an SVP or a CFO or what have you, but you should try and enter the conversation as a person that's there to help provide solutions and better outcomes. And if you're able to do that and show that strategic insight to the relationship, the other party is going to respect you a lot more. They're going to understand that this isn't a bean counter. This isn't someone that's looking to steal money from me left and right. They're looking to help achieve our common goals. And uh, and they're going to partner with you. And that's exactly what happened in that relationship that I described before, which was difficult. It was able to then proliferate into a mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah. Sometimes you go into the fire and you, you come out stronger together. So you're familiar with corporate social responsibility, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, for, for the audience, I'm going to tell you, CSR is a self-regulating business model that helps a company be socially accountable to itself, its stakeholders, and the public. There was a communication by Cone uh, Communications that said 64% of millennials will not take a job if their employee doesn't have a strong CSR policy. And Generation Z is even more. And over 50% of the workforce, as of now, according to Inc. Magazine, is millennials, <laughs> which tells you a lot about some of the things I think would make a difference in agencies and any company when they're being true to that purpose. And here's the thing that throws us, circumstances. You know, oh, we're looking at a tough year. And we, we, get, we get tight, we get nervous, we get upset, we get stressed. And we don't act the way we would later want to because we react. We forget to choose who we want to be in that circumstance. Saying that, saying all of that, how does clearly defining and staying true to an agency's vision and purpose help A-level talent retention and attainment? Well, this is 
a huge factor with retention, especially with millennials, as you mentioned, you know, years ago, it was, you know, 20 plus years ago, it was just, you know, come in, work your butt off, work long hours. Is there a lot of um, employee benefits and investment in training and development and exposure and opportunities? No, there's more now than there ever was. And then this is what, you know, the millennial workforce is looking for. The biggest challenge in our industry is there's compensation pressures. There always will be, right? Because mm-hmm. you got pressure from clients, you got pressure from employees. You want to be able to retain, attract, and develop the best talent in the marketplace. And if we're able to do that, you've got to show this level of, of corporate social responsibility. So when people are sitting back choosing an organization, they're going to want to choose an organization with the same values, and they're investing in the talent themselves on a regular basis. So right now, we're going through it right now, working with different agencies that they're coming up with new and creative ways to engage with employees, whether it's being flexible from remote side, whether it's being flexible with rotational programs, compensation programs, they want to know that they're being invested in and they're being respected and they're associated with an organization that respects their personal values. And that alignment's more important than ever. I would say, you know, one of the areas that, you know, agencies may want to think more about is social responsibility. I mean, I know it's one of Foray's uh, critical issues, diversity and gender. Okay. That's social. You know, the way the world is turning right now and I know some people that are listening may not agree with me, but there may be some global warming going out there, <laughs> okay? And there may be, oh, well, we're going to do something about it, whether it's, you know, getting our, our team together and, you know, having, supporting it in some way, shape, or form, or doing something, you know, that's ecologically more responsible. That sure. doesn't take a lot of effort, but it really rings true to purpose. And I think purpose is so important right now in the world in general, but if we're having retention problems with agencies, I think the more purposeful and the more you can stand by purpose, no matter what is going on in the world, the easier it's going to be to retain. In fact, that same study said that Generation Z is the first generation that leaves stronger to prioritize purpose over salary. (laughs) Baby boomers wouldn't understand that at all. Well, that is not the primary driver anymore. It, 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 it's part of the equation. But to your point, uh, they want to make sure that they're aligned with an organization that shares the same value, personal values that they have. So they will forego higher compensation to be associated with, with an organization that's aligned appropriately on the proper social issues and so on. So uh, people def- defect to other organizations because they don't agree with their approach and their stance, and they're looking for organizations to pick up and have a stronger stance. You mentioned diversity, equity, inclusion. Organizations, when we work with agencies right now and we work with suppliers, during the pitch process, it is a requirement now to disclose the diversification of your agency or your supplier base. So something that kind of has been culminating for years has now entered into and official standards of new business engagement. So that's just a perfect example of how uh, a social issue of of lack of diversity in our industry, we all know it exists, uh, is now come to the forefront. And it's not something that folks wanted to talk about before, but the 4As has kind of pushed forward and 
done a diversity, equity, and inclusion survey. We did it last year. We did it again this year. It's actually um, uh, being shared in the, in the coming coming weeks. This is a big issue. So now there's a requirement. Pitch process, vendor process. They want to know. Clients want to know. Marketers want to know that you're working from a diverse pool. Purpose-driven industry, purpose-driven agency, I think will help overcome a lot of the inequities that we're dealing with because of the change in the way the environment is, has been created because of the pandemic. And it's actually fun to do. I mean, <laughs> come on, when you really feel like you're making a difference, the world changes. And when you're making a difference with others who are aligned with you to make that same difference, well, then your corporate culture is, is gonna be on all cylinders. Productivity, innovation, leadership skills, they resound when you're honoring your values and your purpose. And when you're not, that's when life is really hard. That's when people leave. You're just not gonna be as productive. And it recycles itself to a point where it, it becomes, you know, you just become one of the dinosaurs. And that's not what any agency wants to be known as. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. No, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, do you have any questions of me at this point? Well, look, you've been a coach, a recruiter, and now podcast extraordinaire. So, you know, beyond the trends that you mentioned here, what are what have you kind of seen as the biggest change from the time you've been? You've been around for a few years. Where are you seeing this all shift? How are you seeing the pendulum shift? Well, it's technology. I mean, you know, every day you turn around and there's a, the new next best thing you know, from Instagram to TikTok to, to everything under the sun. And it used to be media agencies, especially, were the stepchildren. The big agencies didn't want them. <laughs> you know, they, they were making 15%. There was nothing more to it. And then all of a sudden, there's a million different places to put your advertising. Right. And you have to figure out how well, is, how, how well is it progressing and who's cheating with the numbers. And I mean, it's just gotten to a point where... You can't do it just because you've got a great ad, <laughs> you know, and that, that's what makes it difficult. I mean, if you don't do it, you can make the great ad. You can have the agency that makes the great ad as long as they have the media shop or the strategist that understands where to put it. And right. it gets so complicated. So if you're asking me what it was like then to now, I would say that was one of the bigger shifts. Well, I think the other shift now is there's more choices right now. So the talent pool shortages that we're seeing right now. Some of it's related to choices in how people want to live their lives, the industries they want to work in, and people are making career changes here. So the industry is under a crunch to retain people. We have to remind people about how successful and how fruitful working in the marketing services space can be. And for us to do that, we're going to have to be socially conscious. We're going to have to be from a compensation standpoint, very, very competitive. We're going to have flexible work schedules. We're going to need to evolve as an industry. And uh, this is the tipping point. And I think many agencies have seen the writing on the wall. And so have marketers. That These pressures that are happening are happening to the marketers and the agencies. So I think this is a, you know, it's the positive thing coming out of the pandemic is that People are stopping and realizing what's really important in life, right? It's, you know, it's your family, it's your teams, it's your people. You know, your job is a part of that. But I'm going to interrupt a second. Yeah. That's important. Imagine you treating your company and your client and everybody else like they're your family. 
like truly empowering the values that inspire family to work together. Your kid might go to California when you're in New York or something like that, but you know, you will never lose that connection. And to me, it's all about networking. And for me, it's about want, not have to. Have to is a fix. Right. Want it is to me is is like, wow, I want to do something. You know, it's 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 an inspiration. And I agree hundred percent with what you were, you know, what you're saying. I'm just trying to give it some context because it's easy to tell people about what to get, to look at the goals, but to get there, who are they being to get there? That's the key. When you're being something that people want to be attracted to because they can relate, everything becomes so much easier. Well, authenticity is very important nowadays. And uh, you've got to, you know, walk the walk, talk the walk. You got to do both. You can't just uh, lip service it all. You want to. That's what it is. And I do it because, you know, as I was saying to you earlier, when you had that great connection with your client, bring that to the table with every client. Whether it's there immediately or not, I don't care what the circumstance is, that connection will win out because people really, when it comes down to it, they want to relate. But that, that's who we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we're working in a kinder, gentler employment landscape right now where people are looking for those things. They're looking for inclusion. They're looking for diversity. They're looking for flexibility. If we as an industry are able to continue to push those values and require that of ourselves as leaders, as well as our organizations, we're going to succeed together. So I, I, I hear some background music there. I think that's great stuff. <laughs> that's right. We were talking family. There it is. You know, you gotta you gotta give some that's love. It. This, out is there. The new, this is the new reality, right? That, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. Especially, you know, when you're talking to a client and you hear their background, it's like, oh yeah. Oh, you're, you're human too. You got kids too. You, oh, you, this is a beautiful place to be. Yes, exactly. You know, we yeah. we tend to forget that. We tend to get focused on the destination and forget that it's all about the journey. Absolutely. We, we, you and I have talked about that for years, Barney. It's you've got to enjoy the ride. And uh, that's uh, everyone included. I uh, love your phraseology on that one. <laughs> Mark, you know what? It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I, I, I love your insights and the wisdom you shared today. And uh, I, want, so I want to wish you a, a beautiful day and a beautiful evening and a great week and a great month and a great year. And carry on, my friend. <laughs> You as well, Barney. Thank you so much. You're welcome. God bless. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and recommend The Chemistry Factor to your friends. If you would like to connect with me on social media, reach out to Barney Feinberg on LinkedIn. To connect with me directly, email barney at thechemistryfactor.com. Until next time, empower your business success every day.